What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Radio Pulso, also known as the Boyle Heights Beat Podcast. My name is Aileen, pronouns she, her, hers, and I'm a Chicana student from Abraham Lincoln High School. I'm a senior now, and I grew up in the outskirts of Ramona Gardens, and I'm a youth council intern with Legacy LA. All right, guys, this is my first time co-hosting. Joining me today is my co-host, Chris. So how are you doing today, Chris? What's up, y'all? I'm feeling amazing today. This is my first time co-hosting. I was raised in City Terrace, and I'm also a youth council intern. Currently, I'm a senior at Abraham Lincoln High School, and I've been with Legacy for about to be six years now. And just very quickly, we want our audience to know that we're partnering with the radio program and podcast brought to you by Boyle Heights Beat. This is a program that trains local high school students to publish a community newspaper, and it also produces this very own podcast. Radio Pulso is partnering with the nonprofit Legacy LA, which has serviced the community of Ramona Gardens for over a decade for making positive interventions in the lives of youth with guided support and opportunities for residents to grow as leaders to events catering to the neighborhood's needs. It's an organization that really knows the gardens through and through. So what do we have going on today, Chris? For this month, we're focusing on substance use disorder in low-income communities, specifically focusing on how the residents of Ramona Garden have been affected. Today we have a community member, Robert Martinez. Robert Martinez was born and raised in Ramona Gardens, a community he still calls home decades later. A single father for 15 years, Martinez has long been a guiding presence for youth over the years, including a decade-long career coaching students in a variety of different sports and his current role as a van driver at Legacy LA, a center dedicated to supporting those from local neighborhoods. As someone who was formerly incarcerated, he likes to share his story to deter youth from going down the path of gang violence. And stemming from that, what was it like growing up in RG, and how has that community impacted your identity now or back then? And how would you say you could explain that? Growing up in Ramona Gardens was um, like no other place. Um, the whole community was kind of, you know, kind of forced to integrate with your community and you kind of end up being, you know, like a big family. And um, and that that being my case, um, I, I love my family, so I was always trying to look out for my friends and, you know, family, anybody from the neighborhood. So um, I think that's what's made me part of who I am because I was like, we want to guard us like my safe place, my paradise, my, where I can feel most comfortable anywhere. And, that what Ramona Garden has made me like, um, you know, growing up low income and everything made me, you know, humble and to appreciate what I got and not focus on what I don't have. How's it like going? How is it like going to a public school? And did you notice any problems specifically for RG kids? Um, going to public school mm-hmm. man, in the '90s, it was different than it is now. But go, um, we were always getting bus to the, the school, so um. I think being from the projects, we were kind of, um, um, what can I say? We were kind of different. Like the deans would like be more on us and more like, cause we're from Ramona Gardens and stuff. So we were not from the, the, the Lincoln Heights area where, cause I went to Lincoln and most, mm-hmm. of, most of us went to Lincoln. And, um, <laughs> and, and it, it, the, the, the thing is that teachers were not too, uh, um, into teaching back then that I, that, that I could tell, but, 
um, there were some teachers that did a that did a that I did like, but um, overall, um, it was just a, a lot. There was also a lot of pressure from being from the neighborhood and everything, so like there was a lot of gang violence going around those those days. So I just try to you know try to stick to the books as much as I can and and do as good as I can in my studies. And um, I did get good grades back in the days too, but I just no one ever uh, taught me like going to college was a thing to do. No. no I never had no no mentor tell me none of that. It was just work, work, work. And, but um, school was was back in the day was it was, yeah, it was pretty crazy. But now I know it's kind of calmed down some, so that's a good thing. Well, now personally, I go to Lincoln yeah. right now. It's more calm. There's not as much, but I could say that in middle school I did experience. Even though I don't live inside the Ramona Gardens community, I live on the outskirts, but we still get discrimination being bused to my middle school and having the school police ride with us and escort us to and from school. Like, you could really feel the the segregation, yeah. I guess, and the discrimination just yeah. being from Ramona Gardens. and Yeah, you do get kind of discriminated being from that area, even though, like you said, you're not from the meter. That's crazy. Yeah, still. And that was, I was in middle school not too long ago. Huh? No, I'm a senior now. They were in the bus or they were outside in the cars? No, the, a school police was sitting inside the bus. And they would like escort us, like there would be a police car escorting us to back wow. to merge. Going back into this, uh, the podcast episode is focused on substance use disorder. Mm-hmm. And did you and your peers ever witness any substance use growing up? And how would you say that it impacted you and your community? Back in my days, there um, drug abuse uh, was very rampant, and it was you could see it everywhere. You could see people running around doing weird stuff or just uh, all high or, um, and um, acting weird or being violent. That kind of impacted me in a way that um, I didn't want to see my community like that. I tried to shy away from it myself, for myself, but it was everywhere, you know, from PCP to crack cocaine and like the community was flooded and you could see how the, that was kind of like our downfall because during that time, a lot of us started getting incarcerated. And I guess that was an excuse for the police, you know, for the authorities to just do whatever they want in our community. So they would just take anybody, whether you were on drugs or not. If you look like a gang member, that's it. You were getting arrested, charged with something, and whatever the cops said was was truth, and whatever you said didn't matter. And so now I kind of have a little bit of PTSD when I see cops coming around, and I kind of get a little worried that they're gonna get behind me. I just I start get a little nervous and everything, but. Um, and I think most of my friends are like that, but thank God, the new generation. We, we we're trying to teach the new generation that from our mistakes to don't do what we did. Well, that's what I do. I'm trying to show them, you know, this is gonna happen if you do this and if you do that, and there's consequences to every choice you make. So, I just hope they make the right decisions. Speaking of SUD, do you think it was seen as normal in the community? And if so, why do you think so? Was what, normal? what was normal? Um, like the like the drug use. Think um, it, it was kind of like a normal thing it was in, in my community because there, there was so much of it around and you could see people are, were you know, losing, people were overdosing and people were running around butt naked you know yeah and it was just like like the parents they would encourage their kids to be part of the gang too and I'm like what like are you guys serious this, this is crazy like you would see like a little three year old with the hazard has your gang jacket walking around like, 
how's that you know you're, you're indoctrinating your kids into be gang members and I see some of my friends do that, and I couldn't say much. You know what? I, what I could do is just try to talk to them, encourage the youngsters not to do that. But with their parents doing it, um, it's kind of hard. But um, a lot of us did uh, survive that time, and uh, most of us are are encouraging others not to go that way anymore. That's good. And I know that you had mentioned that you had been incarcerated in the past. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about what led up to that and how the prison system affected you, if you're comfortable enough to share? Okay, I'm fine, I'm fine. Okay. Okay, one um, day I had an epiphany and I was going to go to Las Vegas to go live with cousins just to get away from the life around there. And um, so, but um, I didn't have no funds to move. So I did a dumb choice and I, and I, I started selling drugs. Mm-hmm. But that was just to get enough money so I could get out of the neighborhood. But it turns out, like a week after that, I, I got busted. And I ended up going to prison for like three years. And that was my first time ever being busted. And, you know, any kind of record, I always had a clean record. And, and I ended up getting busted. And I did three years. And I'm like, all right, so I guess I'm not going to Vegas after all. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, it taught me, you know, that there's consequences to everything. And then... Once I got out, I, I, I told myself, I'm, I'm, I don't want to do this kind of life anymore. And I don't want, like, you know, the kids in my community to go through this anymore because it's just not the way to live life. Because when you're in prison, you, you see some some pretty violent and and disturbing things. And mm-hmm. and I just didn't want to go back there. And I don't want no one else to, um, to experience that, especially my son or my nephews or my friends' kids or none of that. So I always just try to encourage them to do the right thing and think of consequences that's what you got to do because mm-hmm. there's always consequences for yeah. good and bad you want to do bad it's going to catch up to you sooner or later mm-hmm. that's that having gone through the prison system yourself like do you think there's any alternatives that would be more helpful or would be better solutions yes we need like more men- mentors in the neighborhood to, to, to guide these kids that are looking at gang members as their heroes and stuff any more people out there letting them know that it's not the way. And um, and I try to do that by music. Mm-hmm. I use music and I love reggae because it has such mm-hmm. a good vibe. And that's what I use to get some of those youngsters away from the gang life. And we go to concerts and we just um, listen to live music. And, you know, we, we're always trying to get away, but music is always a constant. And when I had my boys, um, I didn't let them listen to rap. Rap was not allowed in, in my in like like my group that I that I have because mm-hmm. it's it, it's always kind of negative and vulgar and oh that's and, interesting yeah so I, it, it's not very positive some of it's positive I know some mm-hmm. of it's that's good but a lot of it is not most so, of it is like drugs yeah and drugs and you know bitches and hoes and all that yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I could say that but that's how they talk about and yeah yeah so I encourage others um to listen to reggae where they, at first they 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 thought it was kind of weird, reggae, reggae, what's that? And, but after a while, you know, I can't like force them to listen to it. <laughs> but if you go on my trip, you gotta listen to reggae. So, so they would go, they would do it, and then after that, they love, they they listen, they love reggae now, and with the positive vibe that it brings and the positive message, and um, it's helped me a lot. That's dope. What has your life been after you left prison? Like, do you feel some highlights of your life have been so far? Like becoming a dad, working, and still being involved in your community? Coming out of prison, um, I got with my son's mom as soon as I got out, and um, we had my son like a year later, and 
as soon as my son was born, that's it, I think. Um, involvement with the gangs is, I stopped it. And not bad decisions, but just hanging, running around the streets all night. And, you know, my, my son changed my life for, for permanent after that because he was my priority and like he was my, the love of my life. And I wouldn't want him to go through what I do, what I did. So, um, uh, him being born was what changed it all for me. And, and then my, some of my friends got busted, but their kids were out here and, and nobody was, was, was kind of schooling them. So I kind of took that to myself and tried to school them because I don't want them to go down the road of, that we did. Mm-hmm. But um, it was, yeah, my son made a big difference in my life. Without him, I think I'd still be in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I probably wouldn't be around. You never know. I feel like yeah. that's the most case for most dads. Yeah, know? yeah, because yeah, I lost a lot of friends in, in during those years, and like every year, like three friends would die, mm-hmm. and for ten years, about I lost like twenty to thirty friends. Wow! And that was like the most thing I, I regret of everything. That's like that's hard. Like, and these are like brothers, like brothers to me, and yeah, that was that was like the worst thing. And that's what I try to tell everybody, you know, for you, you know. You join this lifestyle, it's not going to be good. You're going to lose yourself or lose people you love. Mm-hmm. And that's like the worst thing ever. Mm-hmm. As someone who works for Legacy, an organization focused on the neighborhood that you call home, what would you say your goals in such work are? My goals? Well, for, my goals in such work are, you know, I've been a mentor mm-hmm. unofficially for like 30 years now. My goal, My goal is to see all these kids grow up and be successful and prosper and live long, healthy, beautiful, happy lives. That's beautiful. That's, that's, yeah. a, that's all I ask for. What advice would you have for your, your younger self? Don't join the gang. <laughs> <laughs> Don't join it. That was like one of the, you know, I it was a good brotherhood. And like, because those guys, I, I was hanging out every day and we did all kinds of stuff together. But just the consequences of joining it, like going to prison, losing friends, my brother got stabbed. He almost died. You know, that's just, it's not worth it. It's not worth it at all. I wish, because no, when I was growing up, no, no one encouraged me to go to college. You know, I even had good grades, but no one just, no one told me that I don't go to school or do that, you know, to afford my education. And no one ever did that. I was encouraged to do street things. Mm. And, or my family encouraged me to work, but I ended up hanging out with the guys. And the thing I would change of anything is just don't ever join it at all. And that's what I try to encourage the youngsters today. Mm-hmm. Stay away from it because it's just going to bring you one, it, it could bring you some bad stuff like, you know, because when you're in the gang, you're, you're sometimes forced or not forced, but told to do things you don't want to do that you would not do regularly, but and no one really cares about you. Mm-hmm. And so don't join the gangs. So that's your message for youth living in Ramona Gardens today. Or yeah. do you want to elaborate more on that? Yes. Yeah, stay in school. School is the thing, it's, it's where it's at. Your education, further your education. That way you can have a good life and not, not have to worry about people chasing you or worry about cops or, you know, just stay clean, stay in school and get higher ed- educated and you'll, you should be good. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much, Robert. You're welcome. You. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. <laughs> thank you guys so much. I appreciate you guys thank having me you. on. Thank you. On your blog, yeah. on your podcast. Well, how's your first experience hosting Waiting Pool? So, oh my God, I did not expect it to go like that. Low key, I almost cried, but it was a really good experience. And you? Honestly, saying like a lot of things that he said, like was really touching, and like I just didn't know how to, ex- to express that to him. 
Yeah, it's really different uh, knowing that you see this person often, but you don't really know what somebody really goes through. Yeah. And it's crazy because I didn't expect that out of Robert. And I'm so thankful and so grateful for his story because it did make me emotional at some point. Yeah. And I, and it makes you see them in a, in a different light and in a good way. And you just like want to praise them and you give them respect. Yeah. And honestly, honestly, I was so nervous for this thing the whole day. But like, looking back, like it, it ended up, it ended up going good. You know, it wasn't that hard. Like, on and all, I think it, it went pretty well. You? Me too. I think it went pretty well. And that's a wrap for Radio Pulso Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Chris. And I'm Eileen. If you want to pitch us an idea for a radio show or for the newspaper, send us an email at boyleheightsbeat at gmail.com. That's ballheightsb at gmail.com. If your idea relates to the Ramona Gardens community, you'll be happy to know that Boyle Heights Beat is currently working with Legacy LA to create a podcast series on this special neighborhood. We'd love to hear from all of you as we pride ourselves in offering noticias por y para la comunidad, or we'll even love to have you on our show. Also, make sure to check us out on social media to stay up to date. You can follow our Radio Pulso Instagram account at RR Radio Pulso. If you want to learn about SUD and mental health, go follow us on IG at LAUcouncil.sud. So don't forget to tune in. Until then, suerte Boyle Heights. Nos vemos en la calle. Bye. Okay, that's good. Let's go. That went way better than expected. Low key, that did. Do you guys want to do it together? Oh, the bye? Oh, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. So, to do like the. Do the novemos en la calle line again? And then just do the bye. Okay. Right. So, don't forget to tune in. Until then, suerte, Boba Heights. Nos vemos en la calle. Bye! bye. That was fun. That was fun. Whoa.